What's up, guys? This is Zach, and you have just stepped into the dark blue. I'm here today with Roberto Martinez, and wow, oh my god, I already messed it up. I already messed it up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Roberto Martinez and Amanda Rassam. Yeah. Um, these are a couple new friends of mine. Um, we actually, I, I came across these guys on Instagram, you know, as I do many of my guests through uh, friends of mine that I've made through Instagram, uh, which has been a, just a phenomenal community that I did not expect. Um, and so, especially through the whole pandemic thing, it's it's provided so many new friends and new connections that I didn't think I would have um, through a social media site. Um, but that said, I came across these guys, uh, the first time I saw them on one of their lives, they were doing, uh, they were talking about relationships, um, and their connection that they had with each other and their perspective on relationships was just so intriguing to me. Um, and then later on, I saw Roberto with my buddy Jay, um, from, the, from Masculinity Mastered. And, you know, I was just like, I gotta have these guys on the podcast. There's just like <laughs> something about their energy. There's something about like who they are and what they're doing that I just, I got to talk to them more. So here we are with Roberto and Amanda. Welcome guys. Thanks for being here. Mm, thank you for having us. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Doing all right today? Doing excellent. Yeah. It's been a really beautiful day. Yeah. yeah awesome. It's been awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, Let's get this started. Um, I want to. I'm. I'm craving. My mouth is watering for this kombucha. Nice. <laughs> so I'm gonna. I'm open a hoe this for up. kombucha. <laughs> what's that? I'm a hoe for kombucha. Oh, are you? Yeah. <laughs> nice. What's I'm your favorite? Hoe. What's your favorite? Um, hoe? I think my favorite. I'm trying to think, there. I really like the local, like the local Ottawa um, kombuchas are really nice. But mm. I think honestly, like I, I, I like the rise. Mm. It's pretty like standard. I, I find like the sweetness is is like perfect i find sometimes mm. they're too uh apple cider vinegary oh, yeah uh-huh. you know yeah. what i mean too much, bite, too much bite on the back of the tongue it's like oh <laughs> yeah yeah or or they're like too sweet and i'm just i just not really about it so mm. i find um yeah there's even one that i've had and sometimes it almost has like this like actually tastes like beer like i'm trying to remember the the name nice, brand of it, but, nice. Yeah. yeah there's actually a sparkling tea that i drink called hop tea and it's oh, okay. intentionally, it's like sparkling. It's they use different types of tea mixed with different types of hops, and it's non-alcoholic. Uh, but it's it tastes like a good beer, like good yeah. coffee. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, this I'm drinking the Synergy uh, Watermelon Wonder today. Oh, nice. nice! Love this watermelon one. It's the way they do it. They they don't do the they don't brew it with um, sugar. It's like a lot of them use cane sugar to to ferment yeah. it. And this company does not. It's all fruit juice and tea. And so uh, that's why I choose these guys. Have you have you ever made your own kombucha? I haven't, but I've been thinking about that recently. So I tried one time and it was a disaster. Um, <laughs> you have to like brew tea. Like you have to brew like four liters of tea and it yeah. has to be cold before you pour it over the SCOBY because okay. otherwise you'll kill it like I did. Yeah. And then you'll just have a rotting dead ferment underneath oh, your counter. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> it's just like, I went to go, I'm like, oh, it should be done by now. And I'm like, we're not, we're not ingesting this. Like it's, <laughs> it's a dead culture that's been fermenting underneath the sink for 
three weeks. So yeah. Oh wow. So it was basically like <laughs> cleaning some kind of bleach that you had created. That would have been, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to try this again sometime. Maybe you and I can make kombucha virtually. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. We'll, we'll do the same recipe and see whose turns out better. Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, What do you guys have over there? I I, I think you have, I heard some, something about coffee. Yeah. We have this equator coffee, which is a local coffee place and they just make the best coffee. They do. They make a really, really good decaf as well. I went decaf for a while and Some decafs again, they just taste like sad. Oh yeah, um, they're just like acidic and yeah. And like yeah, they're just watery and weird. And and this one Equator does such a, an amazing decaf. Yeah. I just yeah. love it. Nice. Organic, fair trade. Yeah. Hey, there you go. All right. <laughs> uh, taking care of taking care of the planet at the same time. Look at you. Exactly. Yes. And supporting local always feels so good too. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, yeah, I definitely try to do that as much as possible, just because it's you know, it's hard enough in this world already. So let's just uh, help these guys out a little bit, you know? (laughs) So just so you guys, just so you you guys know, you can relax a little bit. Uh, This isn't going to be, I'm not doing a video version of this. Um, (laughs) um, So I know I always get a little bit more tense when I think it's on video. but uh, but anyway, so can you guys do me a, a huge favor and tell me a little bit more about yourselves? Um, I'm I'm really excited to hear about. I mean, two and a half years you guys have together. So and you have such this. I mean, from what I can see so far, you guys have this bond that I just really admire um, in in couples. And so I'd love to hear more about that and where you guys come from. Yeah. Sure. So together, Amanda and I are the conscious couple. And what we do is we help singles and couples who've been through some form of relationship trauma, whether that's sexual abuse, whether that's cheating, and we help them trust again. And the reason why we do that and why we've been, or how we've been able to is that we've been through our own forms of that outside of this relationship and we've learned through it. Oh my gosh, have we learned through our pain. Uh, but through the pain that we've experienced in past relationships, it really ignited in us a passion to help people create their own versions of an amazing relationship. Because yeah. after going from failed relationship to failed relationship to creating what we have now, like we know that it's possible. Yeah. We know that it's possible to be in a relationship with someone where you feel like you can just totally be yourself mm, and you yeah. feel fully accepted, fully loved, fully seen. And, and to take it even a step further, but I think the goal is not only to be accepted and loved, but to be with someone who is your biggest fan in all of your growth, mm. right? Like I fully support Amanda in everything that her heart calls her to. Right. And she does the same for me. It's not just about, ooh, accept me. It's, yo, like, push me to be me. Elevate me. And don't elevate me. Exactly. Like, don't allow my fears, my stories to ever get in the way of what we both know I'm capable of. And let's support each other in that. Yeah. That's absolutely beautiful. Um, (laughs) I think that is the culmination of what everybody's looking for in a relationship. Um, You guys just, like, you totally just hit it on the head right there. (laughs) Well, it definitely wasn't something that uh, we've always had. 
like there was, I mean, my own personal story, like I kind of went through the ringer of relationships where, I mean, I went through, um, yeah, cheating, um, unfortunately like abuse. I, I dated men who were highly addicted to like drinking drugs, like kind of all those, everything you could kind of imagine. I kind of experienced it. Mm, Um, and so, yeah, I was quite jaded (laughs) because I was like, yeah, you know, and so, uh, there was there was a a time that I really needed to step back and reflect on um, how I was showing up in relationships and what I was believing was possible. Like I think that I in my mind thought that like this was just kind of normal. It's just all my friends, everyone I knew, this was what they were experiencing. And yeah, um, you know, it was it was a deliberate decision to go like I want to do something different. I want to be the enigma the exception even if that means that it's only us um and i need to show myself that i can do that and once we were able to do that for ourselves um we realized like this is not just us like this is replicable like other people absolutely absolutely they can can experience this yeah and coming out of trauma like a traumatic relationship it's really easy i think to uh have your fears kind of take over your relationship your future relationships Mm -hmm. so like your fears from those past relationships take over your future relationships and um and it learning to overcome those fears um and like learn behaviors and expectations from your those past relationships i think is the hardest part um of that and and so the, the fact that you guys are trying to help people do that is just really exciting thanks yeah it's we we imagine it's like with every relationship it's almost like you have this like bag of stuff or like you know maybe quote unquote baggage and with mm-hmm. every relationship it's like you're adding into that bag of stuff and you're dragging it <laughs> into every next relationship Mm. Um, man riding the truck down the street and just like throwing more trash <laughs> yeah. in the truck as you go on. <laughs> yeah. You're like, my, you know, some bags are bigger than others. And, <laughs> yep. uh, you know, you're, you're then, it's like in, in entering a new relationship, are you asking the person you're with to now hold this bag of stuff for you? Yeah. You know? Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's actually, I mean, that's one of the big things coming out of my divorce that I've had to learn and I'm still learning is to um, basically like not take my past relationship out on my current relationship. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, and I think that can be easy to do. Totally. Yeah. Cause what you said is we, a lot of people live through the pain of the past, right. And they focus on it and live their life in fear of it. Right. But it's like this fucked up paradox where you're by focusing on it and living in fear of it you almost repeat it right because what you focus on expands so if i'm focused on my past pain my my past trauma then that's where my attention goes so i'm only going to notice things that validate what i am focused on that's why it's so important to really do the inner work right which is such a vague thing to say (laughs) but it's so true right and like the inner work are you man (laughs) right the inner work comes down to like learning like what pains what traumas right what automatic tendencies do you have that you're bringing into your current relationship that you want to let go of what stories what beliefs have you been holding on to that you need to first become aware of and then put in the work to let it go because it does take work because the stories the beliefs we have are so fucking tied to our identity i love that i can swear on this (laughs) letting it out 
right? Um, Rockstar, man. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but it just takes a tremendous amount of willingness and consistent, deliberate work to change those stories. Absolutely. Like for, for our students, we talk about how the ideal relationship, we liken it to making a fire, an mm. amazing fire. You don't trip and fall and accidentally create an amazing fire, right? <laughs> yep. It happens very intentionally. You find the kindling, you find the logs, you put them where they need to be. So it That's right. creates the best, like nice, brightest, hottest fire you can create. It takes That's time. Right. It takes time and it takes intention and it takes effort, right? Um, and on top of that, it takes consistent effort to keep it alive. Yeah. If you leave the fire and you walk away from it, it will eventually die, right? Or it'll completely go down and then you need to add to it. You need to continually allow it to grow. Yeah, I love that analogy. That's great. Yeah. Or it will, or it will tear down the forest. Mm, yeah. yeah. Ooh, right. If you, you cling to it too much <laughs> and you add too much to it, you're right. Well said. Yeah. yeah. It'll turn Man. Forest fire. Oh, so good. Awesome. Amanda, do you ever get like hypnotized by his enunciation? Yeah. Yeah. He's very articulate. It's, yeah. it's beautiful. I mean, I've always seen, <laughs> I've always seen Roberto and been like, he's a speaker. Like he needs to speak in front of, oh, I always yeah. imagined like um, young men, like, you know, like schools, like, and, and showing, yeah, showing up for them in a way that just shows like your past does not create your future. I've always seen that in him and it's just so beautiful. That's He's awesome. very hypnotic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it actually it actually very much reminds me of the way that Barack Obama speaks, like so clear and <laughs> it's like and it's hypnotizing. It really is. It's like I just want to listen to you talk. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no one's ever compared me to Barack Obama. That's amazing. <laughs> what a yeah. compliment. Yeah, people don't say you look like him. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the 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 pattern of 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 speaking is definitely very similar. All right, all this talking is making me a little thirsty. I think I'm gonna take a little break real quick and grab myself a can of Liquid Death Mountain Water. This stuff is legitimately some of the most refreshing water I have ever had. And I know you're thinking, whatever, it's just water, right? No, this is different, guys. This stuff is hardcore. And not only is it hardcore, but it's also socially responsible. So check it out yourself. They have flat water and sparkling water as well at liquiddeath.com. And you can get 15% off your order with promo code darkblue. So head on over to liquiddeath.com and murder your thirst. Hey, check this out. If you haven't tried sheath underwear yet, I can tell you from experience, it will change your life. It's got not one, but two pouches for your bits and pieces. It's basically like upgrading from a studio apartment to a two bedroom house for your junk. I won't wear anything else at this point. I've replaced my entire underwear drawer with sheath. So if you want to try it out for yourself, you can get 25% off by going to sheathunderwear.com and use promo code DARKBLUE, all caps, DARKBLUE. If you guys, I, I would love to hear a little bit more from you guys, like um, about kind of what you've done in your current relationship. Like, is it is this a new thing with each other, learning about all this stuff, or did you already come into this relationship from your from your past, like difficult relationships with this 
this intention to create a better um a better future for your relationships mm-hmm. and your kids yeah totally um maybe you can share a bit yeah. about your past and then we'll, we'll kind of talk about I how think- it I think the biggest, one of the biggest things that we've both had coming into the relationship was a deep respect for one another. Mm. That I think is number one. And like when we started dating, we, we very quickly uh, understood that our three most important values in our relationship are re- respect me, love me, and grow with me. Awesome. Right? Those are the three most important things for us. What right. do you define as respect in a relationship? Oh, good question. I can also, I'll, please, I'll please. speak to that. Okay, so um, respect is, um, my definition of respect through, through my own like, model of the world is that every choice that I make is right. And what I mean by that is that like, I'm always making the choices that are right for me in the very moment that I'm in with you what I have available. In the future. <laughs> Say that again. That even if they end up fucking things up in the future. Yeah, like it's because because all like when we really get down to it, when we when we really like strip away all like the layers and all the noise and the illusions, every single behavior that we that we do comes from a positive intent somewhere. Mm, I love that. And so because like we are not on this planet to truly like harm each other and hurt each other. Like we, it's all coming from a need, and our needs are either going to be met through conscious volition, willpower, and choice, and love, or our needs are going to be met through chaos, pandemonium, pain, and etc. And so when I witness someone else's choices, if I'm triggered by them, that's me trying to impose my own will in within the realm of their free will. Which creates chaos. Creates chaos because I'm trying to control someone. I can't, I'm not going to control you. Right. Um, the only way that I can truly allow you to be you is if I have the utmost respect for you and your choices, even when I don't agree with them. Mm-hmm. So there are times where, and it doesn't mean that I just, you know, wet blanket. If something he says, I'm like, I don't agree with it. I just go, okay, go for it. Like I still have my opinion, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, I, I, I recognize us as, as two separate sovereign beings yeah. and that his choices are not a direct impact of me. They're mm-hmm. not me. They're, they're completely, it's not personal. It's completely within the realm of his decisions and um, that every decision he's making is through a positive intent, even if it doesn't look like that at the time. Yep. Yeah, man. That's like when I, so I don't know when I was working, uh, I worked for a big company for a while. Um, I don't like to say their name on the, on the podcast, but, um, but I worked for them for a while. And one, I had a manager who um, at one point said, we had, we were having difficulty with some of our employees and, um, he was like, there's, there's gotta be something else going on here because nobody comes to work wanting to suck at their job. Yeah. Right. Like nobody, nobody shows up saying I'm going to do a terrible job today, you know? Um, so, but I think that's very similar in relationships too, you know? Um, and I, I love that, that philosophy of that you being separate, separate, separate beings, um, that kind of function together, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I find that recognizing that respect was the number one value was the thing that we came into the relationship with that we never really had in other relationships. Like yeah. that's the thing I found because we'd been friends for years before we dated. 
there was just, yeah, like a deep respect for one another and each other's decisions that even if we disagreed, we can still empower each other through the decision that we're making while still respecting the entity that is our relationship. Yeah. Yep. Well, we also, I think that that was something too that I recognized is like when you, um, or rather, this is a generalization, but I know for myself when I would date prior to Roberto, I would meet someone and it was like, you know, you have your mask of like, here's my perfect persona. Here's who yep. I am. Yep. Here's who, yeah, like, you know, here's six months. <laughs> right. You, you show up as like who you want them to see. But what was really beautiful about dating someone who was my friend is that I already saw him go through his like deepest, darkest yeah. night of the soul, truly. Yeah. Um, yeah. When he was getting his, when he was separating from his uh, past partner, um, you know, there was some really emotional experiences you had as well with um uh loss of a child like just mm. it just there's like a lot of things that really were I, I witnessed roberto in his hardest of times and so i knew i truly knew him there was yeah. no like him trying to show up to the relationship and put on a mask of who he wanted me to see um i, I saw who he was and and that allowed me to also accept him fully because he was willing to show me all of who he was i could just be yeah. like yeah i accept that that's you don't amazing. have to put on a you don't have to put on a face like I see you, you know? Yeah. And I and I love that too, like with the, you know, accepting someone fully. And that's I think one of the big things that for you know in my past relationships, that's been one of the biggest things is um or biggest difficulties is not being accepted fully. Um being expected to change to be what they needed me to be, right? Um and so that always that always put a kink in the relationship, and not the good kind of kink. Um, <laughs> and uh, so oh, it took it took Roberto a minute on that one. Um, <laughs> uh, but it always put a kink in the relationship that um, I, I think ultimately led to really big difficulties in the end, um, n not being accepted for who I was. Um, and so yeah, because there was just always just this feeling of expectations that I needed to live up to that I wasn't meeting because they had this vision of what they wanted. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there was just always this stress and frustration there because neither of us was feeling like we had our needs met because of that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, totally. So that's, so I'm, I'm curious then, man, what changed? What changed? How so? For you, in the sense that, like, because if so, here and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm curious, right? Like, yeah. if I'm in a relationship with somebody who doesn't accept me, which I've been there and I know what that's like, mm -hmm. but that for me was a reflection of me, of me not accepting myself because yeah. I'm trying to live through the lens of how I think my partner wants me to be, I'm mm -hmm. not really living for me. Mm -hmm. So, so when was the was there a moment for you, or was there a series of moments where you were like? enough like i need to accept myself and that's enough for me i'm curious yeah yeah um actually so with my ex-wife and i when i so we were living in texas together and i moved up to seattle for a job and she was going to follow me up and in that time in between when she was still living in texas and i was living in seattle um that's i think when that really started and i was just like i started to have this just just major epiphany that like I, I always talk about, about wanting to be accepted for who I am, but I'm not being who I am in this relationship. Um, and you know, I, I tend to, I, 
tend to reject people in my life who don't accept me for who I am. Um, but when it came to relationships, for some reason, I always wanted to hold on to that relationship and would do what I needed to do to hold on to it. Um, and even if that was just striving to live up to their expectations of me, um, because there were, I just put so much value on the relationship that I stopped valuing myself. Wow. Um, yeah. And so when I started to reconnect with my own value and standing up for my, standing up for myself and what I needed in the relationship, that kind of that that type of thing, when I was met with resistance of that person not being willing to meet my needs and allow me the space to be who I am, that's when I was just like, whoa, I've been doing this wrong <laughs> for a long time. Um, and so I started making some big shifts in my life since then. Oh, Kudos to you. Yeah, I was just going to say, man, congratulations, because that's that takes a lot of deliberate work to look at yourself. And that's, I think, one of the scariest things for most people to do. Um, so like, congrats, man, because that takes some serious courage to grow through something like that and come out on the other side more self-accepted and self-loved than ever. Like, that's beautiful. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, I'd much rather be happy alone and be who I am than be in a difficult relationship with somebody else. Like, that just doesn't make sense to me. Um, so anyway, so yeah. Um, but this podcast is about you guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is we love okay. getting to the people no, and connecting. Oh, I love these conversations. Absolutely. Um, yeah. By any, by any means, if you guys want to ask, ask me questions as well, that's totally fine. So yeah, Roberto, do you mind? Uh, like I, Amanda, Amanda was trying to get you to tell you tell us a little bit more about uh, your yeah. past too. Yes. Um, <laughs> tell us about that. So my past, okay. Um, <laughs> how he drew, how he drug that out. I love my past. Yeah, because well, it's a long story, so I'm curious. I'm like, how, where, what pieces of my my history do I feel called to share? Um, like so give us the give, full picture. Give some context. Yeah, like my. My mom is from Poland. My dad is from Cuba. I was born in Canada. And my mom grew up and like they split up when I was three years old. And although they both were in my life and the thing that I, I had always, if I, I always knew that I was loved. Right? Like that was no question. Uh, my dad wasn't around as much as both of us would have liked. And my mom was immensely controlling. And to give some context on my mom, like she grew up in Poland with a family who grew up in the Holocaust that were Jewish, right? So like, yeah. like when you like trauma with a capital T, like she still doesn't really tell me anything about her childhood. Cause uh, you know, yeah, that because sounds... there's a lot, right? Mm -hmm. And um, her big thing with me was, although she loved me, it was quite a roller coaster ride. Like I could never guess what type of mood my mom would be in. One second, she's like the most loving, generous, giving person I've ever met on, my pl in, on the planet. And then the next, she's absolutely horrible to me, calling me horrible names. Like, like it was very confusing. There was, very f there was a lot of moments in my life where I felt like I couldn't really be myself. Mm. Because every time I was myself, and another thing too, is she's very traditional in her, she's very like strictly religious. Mm -hmm. So anything outside of believing what she believes is the devil. 
literally. Wow, yeah. <laughs> and anytime I expressed anything that wasn't in alignment with that, that led to serious rejection and abandonment to the point that on the day of my grade six graduation, I was 10 years old and she kicked me out because I didn't want to wear a suit and I wanted to wear a Spider-Man shirt. Ah, right? so, mm. so that taught young Roberto that if I try to express myself, if I try to stand out in any way, it's going to lead to abandonment. Yeah, the people so I love will leave me. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so for a long time, I lived my life through the lens of how I thought other people wanted me to live, especially mm. in relationship. Right. And I just didn't know that. Right. Like I had right. no idea yeah. that that's, you how, thought that's how it was. That's all you knew. Exactly. And that's what got me love. So if I'm people pleasing and I'm living life through how I think you want me to be, um, then you'll accept me and you won't fucking kick me out. <laughs> um, and, and like, that was the, that was the main pattern in all my relationships. And then, and then I dated, uh, 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 this woman who later became the biological mother of my son. And like, we had a really fun, beautiful relationship, but it was, it was quite chaotic, right? Like I could never be myself. Every time I would try to be myself, it was this, it literally the exact same pattern with my mom. Every time I tried to be myself, she would try to control me and it felt like a minimizing of my light, mm. right? Um, and for, there was, it was interesting. Like there was a point where I felt like this, this, well, you only live once kind of energy. And so I went and cheated on her. And it wasn't in my integrity. And I did that twice. And I felt like, oh my gosh, I, I can't really live with myself. And I made yeah. a decision to never do it again. And then a year and a half went by of me just sucking it up and not saying anything. Cause I'm like, why would I say something? Mm -hmm. right? Like I don't need to say anything. Like, like I've already made the decision to never do this again. Like I don't need to express it, but I couldn't not because mm -hmm. it was like, it was this voice yeah, in my head. It. Yeah, exactly. I felt the so hurt. Right here I am preaching authenticity, be yourself, be vulnerable. And I'm accept like, yourself. accept yourself, yet I'm hiding. Like, that's really what shame is, right? Shame is like taking something and trying to fucking hide it and lock it away in a closet so you can't yep. see. Yep. And so well, I, and the big, the big thing about that type of thing, that type of like action is that there's, it, there's, it's always like, like an equal and opposite reaction kind of thing. Right. And in very few cases of anyone that I've ever known, like, who's cheated or whatever is it completely their fault right is it completely like they did that just for fun for no reason because the relationship the relationship was going great right mm -hmm. and oh this just looks like fun so i'm going to do this i'm going to do this for a little while there's always been some kind of underlying issue that hasn't been resolved in the relationship that they feel like they can't talk about they feel like they can't get resolved and so instead they just seek those positive feelings out somewhere else mm, yeah. yeah well said i love that you said that because like for a long time i was in victim mode it wasn't my fault mm -hmm. right like every yep. time i tried to express myself she put me down like i was sexually repressed because i was terrified of expressing myself <laughs> expressing myself led to pain in the past so yep. instead of expressing myself courageously mm -hmm. i did the easy thing and cheated so yep. i could find someone that i could express myself with sexually but that was not in my integrity. It was crushing to me. And so on August 31st of 2017, it's wild that I remember these dates, but I told her, I did the, I did the illogical thing because it didn't 
feel very logical, right? Like I told right. one person that I was going to tell that I was going to tell her and his advice to me was that's stupid. <laughs> Don't Why be- would you risk like losing your family like that, right? Like our son yeah. at the time was like two and a half. And so I told her, we tried to figure it out. We tried to make it work. And then it led to the end of that relationship. And mm. it was, it was really challenging. And for the first time in my life, one, like it was so, it was so ironic how me expressing myself actually led to the thing I was most afraid of, but it was the most liberating thing I've ever done and experienced. Yes, yes because, absolutely. Cause that was the moment where I was done pretending and I, I finally took a chance to be myself. And that was me betting on me. I was like, mm. I'm risking losing everything by just honoring this truth. And yep. whether or not you accept me, it doesn't fucking matter because in me expressing this, it's an indication that I accept myself. And that's exactly. what laid out the groundwork for this incredible relationship that I'm in right now. Yeah. That is so beautiful. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so what then could, would you tell like, and you can give this advice separately your separate perspectives or, you know, if you have like a kind of a joint perspective on this, but what would you tell anybody listening who is struggling in their relationship right now or struggling with finding a relationship in terms of accepting yourself, like what, what would you say is the number one thing that somebody can do to help accept themselves so they can create more positive relationships? Yeah. Um, I love this question because I, I asked myself like, what does acceptance mean? And there was, it was actually someone who said to me, said, Amanda, you use, use the word acceptance a lot. What does acceptance mean to you? And at first I was able to best identify it with like a separate person. So let's say I'm accepting you, Zach. It's like, I accept you, meaning I recognize you are, again, separate from me and your decisions are yours and I can't change them. And you are going to be you regardless of it's, it's kind of unconditional. It's like, you're going to be you. It Mm -hmm. is what it is. Um, and that, what was quite important about this is that acceptance doesn't mean that I like it, right? It's like, it doesn't mean that I like the decision. It doesn't mean that I like who you even are, but it's that I'm accepting that that's who you are. (laughs) Right. Um, and so then when I, when I take that concept and really like mirror it back to myself and back to my own inner experience, it's like, if I can look at myself and recognize that I may not even like who I am, Mm-hmm. I may not like the decisions that I've made, um, but I cannot change them if I do not accept them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If I just ignore them, if I go, that's not who I am, or that's not how I feel. If I just push things down in a way, I'm not giving it full presence. And, and that's, I think what acceptance really is, is this unconditional presence. Mm-hmm. And uh, it even in, in my own, in my experience, almost in some ways matches or can even surpass this, um, uh, theory of like love when we go, Oh, I love this person. It's like, right. But do you accept this person? Yeah, definitely. Right. You can yep. love someone and not like them. <laughs> yeah, definitely been there. <laughs> right. Like I've loved many men and not like them by the end. Um, <laughs> So it's, it's recognizing that acceptance is that ability to really sit with yourself. Um, the same way that Roberto just described, like sit with yourself, sit with your truth, truth being whatever's real for you in that moment. 
and be honest about what's there, whether you like it or not. Um, and it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to change it in that moment, but that the only way that you'll have any shift, the only way that you'll have any impact in that experience is if you can look at it and accept it. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think that acceptance is something that many people lack and just because they've never maybe even felt it from someone else, like a parent who couldn't accept that their child was, didn't grow up the way that they wanted them to be, mm. or is not of the sexual orientation, you know, that they're gay or that they're lesbian, whatever the story, um, yeah. that they've made decisions, that they've taken a job that the parent would have never wanted. Yeah. Um, or even being like an outcast in your friends, friend group growing up, you know, like all the, like, I mean, for me, one of mine was like acceptance when I was little in terms of like the other kids on the playground, I was just different from all the other kids, you know? And so, yeah. um, so that can, you know, that can lead to some of those, so those difficult feelings as well. Totally. And, and those, um, you know, coming kind of circular back to the, the thing that everything, everything that people do has a positive intention with it. So it's like perhaps, you know, making this up here, but maybe the parent is like, oh, I don't want it. I don't want my, my child to be outcast. Like I want them to be accepted. I want them to belong. So mm -hmm. they're not in acceptance of that because they're afraid of abandonment. They're afraid of rejection. They're afraid of the, the pain and the suffering that they don't want their child to feel. Absolutely. Um, but that ultimately at the end of the day, we cannot protect people from their own suffering. Mm -hmm. That actually is what forges, that's like the, the iron that you cast your sword on. It's that you need, to some extent, a level of suffrage or a level, a level of um, pain to, to move forward and that we can't absolve that from people and especially the ones that we love. Yeah. So um, yeah, that acceptance, when it comes to acceptance, it's having that willingness to be with yourself, to look at the things that are uncomfortable and to even... Um, avoid absolving yourself of that suffering as well. Like, don't take the don't take the easy way out. Don't just Live go with the coping the suffering mechanism. for a little while. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's that's a good point. Like marinating in our suffering and like being able to acknowledge it fully. Like that's so, it's such an important thing. Like I always come back to. I grew up in the church, and I always come back to the the book of Job, um, where Job lost everything, um, and he just he just sat in that for a while and mm. he he took it all in and he processed it and his friends came and they processed it with him and they mourned with him and like and he came out of that a stronger man you yeah. know so. yeah and, and i think the the only thing that i would maybe add to that um it would just be that i think that there can be a difference between like like that victimhood that roberto talked about and then like a purposeful a purposeful suffering and not from the place of like Oh, woe is me. This worthy. is, I'm, you know, worthy me. I'm, I'm less than more so being like, I'm going to look at the things that I've been afraid to look at. I'm going to look at them in the face and I can either like, you know, let this, this dragon like burn me to the ground or I can ride this dragon. I can slay this dragon, whatever that dragon, <laughs> make friends with that dragon. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, right. So I've never seen dragon heart. Dragons can actually be good for us. Right. I loved um. it. It was like, my favorite movie. I watched it again when I was older and it was so cheesy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I feel that uh, coming back to a lot of movies that I watched when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, what about you, Roberto? What's your, what's your number one for people trying to create better relationships? 
better relationships yeah and earlier you had asked too about how does one accept themselves or begin that process right mm -hmm. because if you want to have a better relationship you need to develop and and uh an amazing relationship with yourself first and foremost, because yeah. your relationship with yourself will be directly reflected in your relationship with, with others. And so for the person who is struggling, who's like, man, like, how do I accept myself? Like, I hear this, but like, how do I do it? Um, I come down to a very simple question is, what are you doing differently when you've accepted yourself? Right. And like, first, whenever I ask that question, when we ask that question to students, they do one of two things. They either say, I don't know. Right. And that's totally fine. But let's just add a word to that. I don't know yet because language is incredibly powerful. Mm. Right. And if you keep asking yourself the question, eventually you will come up with the answer yeah. or or they say um, they start telling us things that they don't that they don't want to be doing. Well, I won't be self-sabotaging. I won't be hating myself. OK, cool. But those are things you don't want to be doing. Yeah. We don't want to focus on those. We want to focus on what you actually want. So right. what will you be doing differently once you fully accepted yourself? All right. So if anyone is listening, write that one down because this is gold. Okay? <laughs> what will you be doing differently once you've accepted yourself and take time to marinate in that question and write down all of the things that you believe you'll be doing differently as a result of fully accepting yourself. That's and then awesome. the magic sauce is just do them. Yeah. Start doing that <laughs> Dude, one at a time. The biggest thing. Like I talk to so many people who are like, oh, I want to do this. I want to be doing that. And I should do that. And whatever. I'm like, then why aren't you? Like, mm -hmm. just, just do it. Like mm -hmm. it literally will take you five minutes to get started on this thing. Like get started mm -hmm. on it. That's the first step and like move forward, you know? Totally. So. It just, it takes like discipline and it takes a decision and a choice mm -hmm. to say, I am committed for the rest of my life to accept myself. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, I'm done believing any fucking story that's telling me otherwise. Like, cause like people, you are going to die regardless. Mm -hmm. Whether you accept yourself, whether you hate yourself, you are going to die. So yeah. you might as well make a conscious effort to do everything in your fucking power to learn how to love yourself. Loving yourself is something that can be learned. Creating the life that you want can be something that you can do. Other mm -hmm. people have done it. You just have to be that committed. There's no other option other than to do it because whether you do or don't, you're still gonna die. So you might as well, <laughs> you might as well give it a shot, right? Yeah. And that to me is so liberating. It's like it doesn't matter whether I do it or don't. It actually doesn't matter. In this small half a grain of sand of time that I get this life, I'm gonna do everything I can to live it and enjoy it. Right. All the stories that have been holding me back. I'm committed to moving through them. I don't care how scary or challenging it is. I don't want to be trapped by fear. I want to live through fear. And yes. that, I believe, is the key. Oh, here it is. That's the key to accepting yourself is living through fear. Live through it because the fear yep. is what's keeping us stuck from Instead accepting of ourselves. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. See that fire welling up. He's just like, ah, this is, the, this is it. Uh, this, is the, this is the thing that you guys need to hear. To absolutely. Like live through the fear, push through it. Um, I, I can't express that enough. Um, I, you know, that's, that's one of the biggest lessons that I learned in through my divorce was pushing through the fear and saying the things I needed to say um, and acting the way I needed to act and being learning to be myself in that relationship um even when it wasn't accepted continuing to do that afterward you know um yes. so you guys listening um 
leave this podcast today with that in mind, self-acceptance. Um, love yourself first, then you can fully love others. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and, and just to add to that, it's a practice. Yeah. It's not something that you're going to do perfectly. It's literally like tying your shoe. The first time that you tied your shoelace, you sucked at it. Mm-hmm. Right. I and didn't. did you, did you, yeah, Amanda didn't, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> but like you didn't, you didn't make mistakes and then quit and then stop. You kept doing it and you did it so many times that now you don't have to think about it. Yep. Learning how to love yourself and accept yourself is the same thing. Yeah. It's a practice mm-hmm. and you need to be committed to do this for life. You don't want to love yourself for a year or just for six months. You want to love yourself for the rest of your life. So commit to loving yourself for the rest of your life and commit to practicing loving yourself every damn day because your life literally depends on it. Yes, absolutely. All right. And on that note, guys, it is last call. I'm going to give you guys a minute to tell everybody where they can find you and uh, what services you offer, things like that. Um, So go for it. I love that you call this last call. That's amazing. (laughs) Um, I was a server for five years, so I really appreciate that. Um, Yeah, so you can find me at Amanda Rossam on Instagram. You can also find us at theconsciouscouple.ca. That is where you can find information about our Firestarter program, which we're launching for the third time. Um, Very, very exciting. It's for Mm -hmm. couples and singles who want to go from... um, yeah, like unclear and, and unsure to clear and connected. Um, and especially again, people that have been through those experiences, those, those hard, hard traumas and hard uh, experiences of infidelity and cheating. That's what we really, that's what we love to work with because we've been through that and we mm-hmm. see, we see that that's something you can totally overcome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And, and I find a really good way to describe it is that like, we've been asking questions. How do you accept yourself? How do you love yourself? Mm. This program teaches our students exactly how to do that. Yeah. Awesome. And it's been like the, the testimonies we've been getting have been incredible. So yeah. we're really, really honored. Yeah. So where can uh, and you can sign up to do this program. They can sign up well on the site, but they can also just message us and yeah. we'll give them more information. We also, um, yeah, there, there's a really specific application process. We don't just allow anyone in the program. Mm. Um, we want to make sure that, cause it's a group, like it's a group, it's a very intimate program. We're, we're very involved in their growth and coaching them. Um, so there's just a bit of an application process. Um, if anyone wants to apply, they can reach out to Amanda on her Instagram. You can reach out to me directly on the conscious.coach that's on Instagram. Or again, just go to our website, theconsciouscouple.ca and just apply there and yeah. then we'll book a free impact call. Yeah. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. I'm super grateful for this conversation. Um, and I really appreciate you guys be, being willing to talk about your past and things like that um, and be open about that. And uh, just, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been such an honor to be here. This has been so fun. Thank you, Zach. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. Cheers. 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 I want to thank you for venturing into the dark blue with us today, where we're always striving to foster a community of peers, which empowers mental wellness, positive growth, and social awareness. If you like what we're doing and would like to support our community, you can purchase a pint glass or t-shirt from Sheath Underwear via the link on our merch tab at www.intothedarkblue.com or message us to make a one-time donation. 
All proceeds go to men's mental wellness initiatives. If you ever need a listening ear, feel free to message us on the website or at into the underscore dark blue on Instagram. If you have an emergency or need help from a professional therapist, we offer several resources on our get help page. Last but not least, know your limits and drink smart. Cheers.